We were asked by his agent to, to, uh, for a release on multiple occasions, so uh, we weren't going to come to a conclusion in terms of a contract extension. We weren't going to extend any contract or adjust any contract, so uh, we granted him what his agent asked for. So. Why not just ask him to honor the contract then? That conversation had gone on for a long time, so that didn't, it wasn't addressed to us that that was going to happen, so that's what, that's what we did moving forward. So you don't think he would have played this season under that contract? I don't know. I mean, we went, they obviously wanted a new contract. We weren't going to give him a new contract. They asked for the release, so we released him. I, I know during the draft you said that you hadn't received any offers in two years for Evan, but was there any thought given towards holding him through August when maybe a team suffers an injury on the offensive line and he could be an asset? Maybe, but we we discussed everything. We just felt if he did not, if he didn't want to be here. I want I want Evan to get whatever he can get, and I hope it works out for him. And uh, he was great for us in the two years we have him. And um, I, I like Evan a lot. If, if he wants to get a release to see if he can get what he can get better, then we'll, we released him. What so. changed between this year and, and last year? He was asking for the trade last off season as well. So why this? But they they here? didn't ask for a release or anything to that standpoint. So they they were asking for a release. So when did he ask for the release? Because initially he had said that he was playing on the court. They asked for release on multiple occasions since the free agency started, to be honest with you. So was that cut and dry? It was either renegotiating or releasing? That's, that's according to his agent. They need, they wanted a release, so we released. Any concern about precedent for other players who may not be happy with their No, release? we deal with every contract on an individual basis. So. so you don't feel other players might see what Evan does and try to pull? Or other players could say they're going to hold out and get more money, too. I mean, there's there's a catch-22 to both of those sides of it. So. How does not having him around impact the deck? It, we obviously are down a good football player, but I mean we, we're confident in the guys we have, and that's why we made the decision we made. What did you see out of the, the Barbers and the Tobins that gave you more confidence that you could move on without Matt? Really, I think Alan Barber is an outstanding football player. He just got hurt at the beginning of the year last year. Whenever he's had to play for us, he's played extremely well for us, and I know we're excited about moving forward with him, and then we'll see what happens at the other position. Depth was an issue for you guys on the offensive line last year. I mean, is, is I, that I think depth is an issue for everybody in this league, so that's just part of the deal. So why did you choose to release him when you did? Because because we weren't coming to a conclusion in terms of him being here. So and and, and why not wait until after the mandatory minicamp to see if he hopefully I was seeing if he could catch on with somebody for the minicamp so he could make a team. So I'm not going to hold guys out. And I mean that's just not the deal. If he didn't want to be here and he wants a release, we granted him his release. So we moved on. They moved on. I hope things really work out for Evan. No, because we were trying to see if we had draft options and there, I mean uh, trade options, you know, and going through the draft and what conversations would happen then, and you know, went through the league meetings, didn't have any conversations or no one had any conversations with us of, um, about offering us anything. So we, we we felt we waited as long as we possibly could to see if we could trade him. Were you concerned that he might hold out the training camp? No, that wasn't a concern at all. How would you assess his play last year on the field? I think he played well, except he, he missed eight games, you know. So it's in the eight games he was here, he played well. Do you feel like you're as athletic at guard as you were last year with Harriman's and Mathis? With yes, we do. We really so you do. do every, every, everything you want to do? Yeah, we haven't changed any play schemes or how we approach things in terms of what we run for plays, so no. How about Wheeler? What does Wheeler bring? Why sign? We just we need a 16th body in here. So we have 16 offensive linemen. That's the number we have in our 90, and we've, we've been down a body because Evan hasn't been here, but he was still counted in your 90. So it's just adding another guy out there to, to add some depth to the, the guys that we have and, and see how he fits into the mix. Matt, Matt Tobin last year uh, obviously played some games and then wasn't in there again. What does he need to work on to make that? Just consistency. 
you know, at times I think Matt's play, played really well for us, but I think he needs to f be more consistent, not just flash at times. And I think he understands that. But I think we've got some good competition going on there with him and Andrew Gardner and Dennis Kelly and Kevin Graff and the other guys that are at that position. How much did the ankle sprain that he suffered in the preseason finale last year kind of inhibit him starting off the year? And when he did get in there, was it still Who's that, was Matt? a little behind? Yeah, Matt. yeah, he was behind. You know, it was a significant injury. I think he actually came back a lot faster than we probably thought he was going to come back. But I think it t uh, speaks to his toughness. There was a quote from uh, Trey Thomas, I believe, who said that, like, Mathis and Jason Peters weren't a really good fit on the left side all coming together. Yeah, no, that's no. No. I mean, you, no. The fact that, that, <laughs> that Barber has played left guard throughout the spring, is that preparing for the possibility that Mathis would No, he hasn't played left guard throughout the spring, so. In the practices we've been here, he's been the first team left guard. Coincidence. So. I mean, you guys look at it. I mean, we can go who's starting at corner today and who's playing left guard today and who plays right guard today. It's, I'll say this. I know I say it over and over again, but maybe I can get this point across. It's June. Whoever lines up anywhere today is not an indication that they're going to be a starter where they line up when we play in September. So. Allen has said that he is more comfortable on the left side. Um, can, do you notice that? I mean, does that seem to be a stronger point? No, I mean, uh, he played well for us last year, I thought, when we played right tackle for Lane. So we played all right tackle all last year during um, – preseason and then in the first game and then obviously but he but he broke his ankle in that first game so um, I think he's comfortable in playing both sides he may be a little bit more comfortable playing left that's a you know a conversation you can have with him but I think he's comfortable playing both sides Tobin offensive line Tobin's played some tackle they all those guys have Tobin has versatility they you don't ha I don't like I mean we like guys like that but you have to have that if you're not a starter and when you we dress seven guys on game day, someone has to be a center guard, someone has to be a guard tackle because that's all you're dressing. So if you're not in the top five, you need to have versatility in terms of your ability to play. If you are only a one-position guy and you're not the starter, it's difficult to make that game day roster just because we're going to take the guy who has more versatility over you because you don't know what you're, what's going to go down on game day. So. Is everyone here today? Everyone's here today. Yeah. With cohesion being so important on front offensive line, at what point would you like to decide who those starters are going to be at right and left guard in, in order to build that cohesion going into the year? We'll see how it plays itself out, but I, I, I don't. I, I think our system lends itself to that. That's a pretty cohesive group to begin with. So, um, sometime during training camp, you'd like to kind of narrow that down. What did you think about Kerry's comments that he made last week on the radio show? I didn't really pay attention to Kerry's comments last week. I, I heard he made some, but I didn't listen to him or read them. So he's basically basically was saying that you. You know, he thought the team was burned out. It was kind of revisiting the comments he made last year. Yeah, I, I mean, I talked to the rest of the players on our team. Malcolm Jenkins said he felt the best in his entire career after playing the most saps. So um, that's a minority opinion. There's the majority of our players, you know, would, would tell you that they felt great at the end of the season. Does it worry you if there's even one player, though, that thinks that way? Yeah, but I also know that you have to make your decisions based on the whole group, not just one player, because if I did it on one player, then the other guys would feel bad. So. Change it all after he made those comments. Like the, no. the practice changes because he, he insinuated that time that practices you backed off a little bit. No, we do the same thing every year in terms of what we do from volume. It's all based on science. So if he felt that way then, then it was more that was his perception of it more than that was the reality. I don't know. You have to ask him. So the players here uh, would feel comfortable telling you if they, if they felt. Yeah, we talk every day. I mean, they fill out a questionnaire every day. So I mean, it's something that we do on a daily basis. So. Is there a timeline for Bradford to throw 11 on 11, or is that a training camp issue? Is there a timeline? No, we haven't set any timelines. What will Sam do this OTAs that, or this minicamp that he didn't do in the OTAs? Anything? He'll be—he's on the same type of schedule.
to mix in with the 7-on-7s and 2s? Yeah. No 11-on-11 11 11 at this point? No 11-on-11, 11 11, no. What's the difference In terms of training on the field, no. We just have afternoon sessions. We have a walkthrough and meetings in the afternoon. Yeah, the difference, the only difference is in the first part of OSPs, you have four hours. During OTAs, you have six hours. And during minicamp, you have eight hours. But your time on the field doesn't change, so. Are you interested in adding veteran depth, at least someone on the offensive line? We're very comfortable in the 90 guys we have here right now. Two more questions. You've talked about the need to reduce the X plays defensively. What were the problems that led to those last season? It, there's a million. I mean, it, sometimes it's just individual coverage. Sometimes it's a pass rush not getting home. Sometimes it's a miscommunication. There's, a, there's not, there wasn't one specific thing that you can say, it's this. If we correct that, we'll be better at it. So, do you think Earl Bradford Marcus will be, ready for will be able to do anything for training camp? Say that again. Do you think Bradford will be ready for 11 on 11 in training camp? God, we hope so.